Welcome back to 7D. I'm your host, Seven, and I've got a great episode for y'all today. It's definitely worth the wait, y'all. Thank y'all for coming back and checking me out <laughs> because I got two, yes, two great goddesses on the airwaves with me today. Um, it's going to be a, a, a way of the world's what the water gave kind of day um just you know i'm dropping album names because these these ladies put out albums okay y'all they put out albums okay um so i'm gonna let them introduce themselves because i would take too long trying to introduce them they've done so much um they're so big and so huge so ladies um i'm gonna ask you to state your name State your nicknames and all that you do, your spiritual occupation, your earth occupation, and if you were a drink, what would you be? We'll start with Miss Word first. Okay, peace. <laughs> um, so I go by J Word as my poetry name. I, I mean, I'm so regular, but <laughs> I am a yogi. Um, so my spiritual name is Janaha. And yeah. um, that's from my yoga teacher training. So a lot of my spirituality and my guidance from that comes from yoga. Whew. And what's the name again? Say it again. Janaha. And what does it mean? It means world divine mind. Um, it's associated with the fifth chakra, the throat chakra. Um, um, it's a part of a, a chant, um, an ancient chant called the Savitri Gayatri Mantra, like the extended version. And um, so, um, it's, yeah, it's associated with the fifth chakra. It's probably going in and out. It does get the quiet. Okay. But maybe, yeah, maybe my service is going in and out. Um, so okay. hopefully we'll get to our destination ship soon. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, then we'll talk to Miss Glow until you get a little bit more situated. Miss okay. Glow. Okay, I'm Glow Shines. Uh, I, I like, that's the name I go by. Uh, uh -huh. I'm protective of my government because like somebody cares, but I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a host, I'm a poet, I'm an MC. Um, and I guess I would consider myself a, a, a light bearer if I had to consider myself anything, or better that, make it a light seeker. You know, I don't, I don't have all the answers, you know, but I definitely uh, search for them. And, uh, yeah. you know, I've made it a, a, a hobby, an amateur hobby of mine is to, 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 to find spiritual truth uh, wherever and, and, and whatever. Um, I consider myself an amateur yogi, but I don't have the training and the ordainment that Sister J has, um, <laughs> but I do enjoy it, and you know it's it's also a, a source of you know calm and clearness for me as well. So, and if I was a drink, I would definitely be a glass of Merlot. Thank you. Ooh, <laughs> I forgot my drink one. What would your drink be, J Word? <laughs> well, I think I would be kombucha. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> 
You bitches are so deep. Yes. <laughs> what flavor? What flavor though? Because the flavor matters. Oh. Ooh. Well, if you drink GTS brand, there's yes, a flavor yes. called the Spring Edition. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, honey, yes, the jasmine and the violet. Oh, yes, the elder yes. girl. Oh, y'all, y'all are giving me life. Are Merlot and Kombucha Spring Edition? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's about to get real today. It's about to get real today. Okay, so let me go ahead and, and address my tea drinkers who are here to check out this episode. Because like I said, I was gone for like two and a half months. And it'd be extra disrespectful for me to just start an episode without addressing that. Um, I basically created this platform, this podcast, because the universe... Um, suplexed me in 2017 um just body slammed me and was just like deal with it and I couldn't figure out how to get back on my feet I would ask people how to get through trauma or while I was in the midst of trauma I didn't really have anybody to support me and then after the trauma was done I would ask people for advice and they have nothing for me other than to meditate and pray and I'm like, well, um, this is a little bit more traumatic than just a, a pure meditation. Can you give me something practical? And no one would have it. So in this era of social media where everybody's showing their, like, mountain peaks, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not just talking about breasts. Breasts are beautiful. But I'm talking about, like, <laughs> I'm talking about, like, their highlight reel, I think is how Charlemagne put it. I don't want to steal his thing. Um it, you kind of get this um, hallucination almost put on you that everybody's having this great life. And in order to heal, all you need to do is put some raw veggies in a pot along with some silence and a sunrise and some ocean. <laughs> and you're good. Like, you be, you're healed. You know what I mean? Um, healing is messy. It's not a straight line. Um, and I wanted to show, show like my my curves and my ninety degree angles in my straight line. <laughs> okay. I wanted to show the realness, but then after a while, I started realizing that my frequency was no different than everybody else's in the world. I was getting on here and kind of like showing my rage and showing my depression and sadness, and it was no different than the news. You know what I mean? And I told myself, like, I wasn't going to put out something that wasn't going to heal people, that wasn't going to help. And the way that I ended up finding some type of, I don't know, solace was my spirituality. And it's a, it's a topic I never wanted to talk about because everybody's different. Everybody's different. A tree needs something different than a flower. A flower needs something different than the grass. The grass needs something different than the soil. And for me to put out my regimen of spirituality, I felt like people would think that, oh, you have to do it this way in order to get healed. And that's just not the case. For me as a tree to look down on the soil, like you, you eating shit literally to make yourself feel better. Like that's whack. Don't do that. Like that. Who am I to say that to the soil? You know what I mean? We both need each other. So I didn't want to touch on it, but it's a, it's a huge part of me. And 
I just started doing some ancestor work and found out that my folks are from Benin and Togo, which probably means that I'm part of the tribe of Yoruba people and they are highly spiritual folks. It's in my blood. I can't help it. I got to talk about it. So I thought the best thing to do is to bring people on that talk about their paths mm. of spirituality. Let's talk about it. Let's, there's many paths to God. There's many paths to source. We just lost J-Word, but she'll be back. There's many paths to source. There's many paths to God, goddess, light, love. And I want us to get to that. I want us to talk about that. So that's why you guys are here. <laughs> so why this J-Word is trying to connect uh, back with us again, Miss Glow. Yes. Let's talk about the first time you were introduced to spirituality, like your first spiritual memory, because a lot of us Black women have this Black girl magic, but we're like bippity boppity booing it, <laughs> where we're yeah, trying yeah, to like... Freestyling. Yeah, freestyling. We're trying to use our magic to get better clothes and better shoes. And no, no diss, if that's the lifetime that you chose to live, you absolutely can live that. But I think a lot of us are doing our bippity bobbity boo magic because we have a limited view on spirituality. Christianity is great. I don't, I don't, I don't down it at all. But if you're only getting the view of Christianity from Pentecostal Baptist, blah, 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 like that's a very limited view just on Christianity. We're not even talking about like Buddhists and Hindu and all of that other great stuff. And then if you go to Africa, that's a whole nother level. You know what I mean? So I think that us black women are kind of stuck in our magic and we don't really know how to use it. So with that being said, what is your first memory of spirituality? What's that story like when you were like, oh, this is what God is, or this is what spirituality is? Okay. Um, first of all, that was a great share. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and that was insightful about what you went through, very honestly, per usual. Um, but <laughs> as far as for me, you know, I grew up... Um, I was raised as a Jehovah Witness. And um, yeah, so I definitely was always um, entrenched in, I, was, I wouldn't say, I would say religion. You know, I was one of those, I was in the, we call the Kingdom Hall, our church, three times a week. I was doing the field service, which was knocking on doors. And, um, you know, this is what I knew and accepted to be true. And yeah. I wanted to receive the rewards associated with doing well or being good in that religion. So, you know, as a child, that was my goal. You know, our, the hope was to get to paradise earth, you know. And so um, I searched for a long time, you know, and I, I tried to be good and do what was right. But then I got to being a teenager and started doing teenage shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just was like, I'm a good person. But, you know, every now and then I want to do hood rat shit with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I struggled with it for a long time, you know, and I really wanted to be correct in this religion but I just kept on having these fumbles and it was just having me uh question and doubt and question my goodness my my worthiness my mm. worth um so you know eventually I was in Georgia and I had got very removed from the religion and I was sort of hoping to come to something and um some Jehovah Witnesses came to my door and I felt a relief you know, to me at this time, this was like my last hurrah. I'm in my late 20s at this time. And I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm going to make it happen. 
And mm-hmm. as I was trying to make it happen, um, I started to, I was working at a museum. It was in this museum and it had a King Tut exhibit. And I would be in amongst all these artifacts of um, ancient K- Kemet, you know, wow. and I could feel, you know, the energy that was left in these relics, you know, uh-huh. but I was taught that they to sort of demonize anything that wasn't Jehovah's Witness. Right. And, and so, oh. you know, it was always questions there. I was always questioning, I, even within the religion, I questioned everything. But outside of that, like my true realization connection, with what I would call spirituality would be when I was mm-hmm. like in the park, I was jogging one day and I just stopped and I just looked at the trees and the ants and the movement and, it just sort of like the analogy was talking about the soil needs this, you know, and I, I saw God, you know, I was like, mm. oh, this is God. This is, oh. you know, what we've been trying to put in a building or in a book. It was just like, it's everywhere. You know, this is a, a whole controlled orchestra that I didn't realize that I'm a part of, you know. So that was my first realization that, you know, spirituality or the connection to the most high was, wasn't in a building. Wow. That's great. I always forget that you used to be a Jehovah Witness. <laughs> that's yes, crazy. Yes. Like, that's Michael Jackson used to be a Jehovah Witness, right? Yes, a lot of us. Biggie, the way, family, yeah. We out here. <laughs> you, know, that, you, know, you know what's interesting about that is, like, even though I distance myself from that, you know, I, I'm, I don't consider myself a Jehovah Witness because I was raised and indoctrinated in it. I still find myself, when people talk about Jehovah Witness, almost defending them yeah. or at least explaining well well you're not that's not exactly what they believe you know what i'm saying right. it's sort of getting testy because it's still despite everything that i've learned and grown and uh don't affiliate with and don't agree with i still have a, a sense of protection because that's my foundation you know yeah those are your roots mm-hmm. what about you jay word like what is your first spiritual memory when you can roll it back to your childhood how was how was spiritual spirituality like introduced to you wow so um and it's this is going to be very um probably opposite of what you would expect me to say um but i would think when i walked up to be baptized when i was nine like that was my first spiritual experience mm. like but i don't associate myself with it as much because i do not go to church anymore um and things like that like i solely you know pray and things you know in just other settings and in my yoga practice and and things like that i would try and get her back she gone Oh. She gone, Jesus. She gone. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about him. Help her. Help her, Jesus. <laughs> right? <laughs> For do real. Her like, do her like you did Lazarus and bring her back. Bring her back. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Inappropriate. Well, Inappropriate. Too I'll soon. talk about no, not at all. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, I'll talk about my journey until she can connect. Uh, okay. Both my parents were pastors. I feel like I've talked about this on my show before, but if I have it, both of my parents were pastors. 
but I was not the stereotypical pastor's kid, the PK. I actually was like really into church. I started a praise dance team. I was like on the team praise dance team. Jay, you back? Yes, my feelings are so hurt. Me too, because it sounded so good what you were saying. You were coming in and you were like, and then I left Jesus. And then you came back and you was like, now nah, I'm a yogi. And we're like, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Are you still, are you, are you still at the moment? Are you still um, moving? I mean, we're our destination. I'm so sad i just kind of want to just stop and kind of regroup on this okay that's fine do you want to like how far are you from your destination um 15 minutes right now so i'll go ahead and we'll have a beautiful conversation me and glow will right and then you could just listen in on it and then when you're stable let us know and then jump on in does that sound good okay yeah, like it's it's no biggie. It's if I had like a real show, you would be able to come into the I would be able to fly you into my show, but I can't do that. So <laughs> we are working with what I'm giving you and I appreciate it. Technology. Yeah. yeah, man, technology. And I think there's like solar flares and all types of stuff happening in space right now, so it may not just be us. It could be some some interruptions mm. so don't internalize it as it's your fault because i could hear it in your in your voice you're fine okay so miss glow yes you yes, told yes. us about your beautiful introduction oh i was talking about mine let me wrap mine up because i'm so long-winded when my first introduction though to spirituality i remember shouting at five years old mm. And the only reason why I was shouting is because it looked fun. Uh And I remember it because people were like, look at the anointing on her. The anointing is not her Jesus. Look at the anointing God. And I was like, oh, well, I must be special. Uh (laughs) And all I had to do was shout. This is great. It was, it was a, not a spectacle, but it was definitely an event that stuck out to me. And I liked it. Uh I liked it. Um, And then it kind of progressed on. I didn't really walk away from the real. It was a slow walk away for Uh me because I was deep into Christianity and it was all I knew. I mean, staying home on a Sunday made no sense to me. Uh, I'm like, what do people do? Like, y'all just lay around? (laughs) Sunday brunch is a thing? Like, what? It didn't make any sense to me. Um, But it wasn't until... I had seen enough behind the scenes at different churches where it was like something else is going on here. Excuse me. Um, My dad was an elder in 1989. He became an elder in the church when I was four. My mom became a minister in 1997. Um, At that point, I think I was 13, 14. So we always had like a backdoor seat to, to the church. We always had that entrance. So I would it'd be nothing to be watching um, all that uh, with Keenan and Kel at my pastor or Bishop's house on a Sunday afternoon. Like that's what I remember watching Nickelodeon 
at a bishop's house after we ate because the mothers cooked for the bishops and the pastors. So we would go over to their house, eat, and they would put me in front of Nickelodeon and I would watch it. You know what I mean? And they wouldn't think that I was listening to their conversations, but I was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hearing, yeah, because they thought I was too young to really pick up on what they were talking about, but they were talking about the people in the church mm-hmm. and how people shouldn't get help because they haven't paid their tithes in such and such long. Or uh, mm-hmm. if there's two or three pastors in the building, you could see them kind of do this pissing contest mm-hmm. about how many people they had in their congregation. And after a while, as a Christian, you're like, the people over in that church do that, but we don't. Mm-hmm. My bishop doesn't do that, but over there in Second Baptist off of Main Street, oh, they be wilding out over there. You know what I mean? You keep mm-hmm. doing that at every church that you're at, and you realize, like, no, your church is doing it too. <laughs> your church yeah. is doing it too, unfortunately. And that flaw, I couldn't really, I couldn't chew it and swallow it anymore. Plus, I didn't enjoy the positions that women had in the church. It didn't make sense to me. It didn't, it didn't jive well to me. I didn't make sense after I started doing my own background information on Paul and how Paul never met Jesus, but he wrote most of the, oh. the New Testament. to my shirt. I'm like, how is this apostle giving us rules about this religion, yet he never met Joshua? I mean, not Joshua, Yeshua. You know, I'm not going to get into all of that. I, I'm, I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand how we're supposed to demonize Jews, but Jesus was a Jew. Like, I didn't get it. I didn't get why we had the first, we had the Torah in our Bible, but yet we like, dismiss it all at the same time it didn't it just didn't make sense it didn't make sense um so all the way up till now the way that I feel about Jesus Jesus is pretty cool I think he's really dope and I feel like he got the wrong PR agent if he got the right PR agent I think Christianity would be completely different completely yes but because whoever decided to be his PR agent decided to do so, we have a different view of what Jesus is and uh, or was. And that's uh, the reason why I don't, I don't really, I can't say that I'm a Christian anymore because I don't believe the same things that they do. I believe Jesus, if he was here now, he'd be like preaching outside of the church right yeah. now. A totally different sermon outside of these mega churches. Like just be just preaching in the parking lot. Like, I don't know what's going on over there, but right here, let me tell you about unconditional love and mercy and compassion. Like, let me tell you about that stuff. Don't worry about tithes and offering. Like we're in the parking lot, I don't need that. Like, (laughs) I think that's what he would be about. So that's my first memory and how I started to get on my seeking path. You know, go ahead. Because I'm sorry, don't I'm about to jump in. Is that, please, me. please. Um, well, I'm actually I just finished reading this book. I might give it to you. It's called The Way of the Orisha. So it's specifically mm. about um, the Ifa religion. Like I literally just finished it, and even the fact that you talk about your ancestry and you know finding out that you were most likely of the Yoruba, yeah. and 
and even your first spiritual encounter to be you you catching the spirit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like whether you accept it or not, I, I believe I know that there is a spirit and there's an energy when you are in these places. And but that's something that's very deeply uh, connected to yeah. the Yoruba people. Yes. You know, as far as to have that type of spiritual connection and express it physically. You know, so the fact that it's been in you and you 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 called it another thing. You know, yes. all this time. Um, and when it comes to, I'm in here, Capricorn. I'm, I'm taking notes. So, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so when it comes to like, when you talk about a thing with religion that I had a big issue with, and you know, I still have an issue with, um, is the the judging. You know, what you were talking about the back door that you were with, witnessing them judging. You know, yeah. a lot of times they end up sort of becoming a proxy to God or Jesus. And yeah. in, that, in that realm, they think, okay, so then I have the right to say what they doing is wrong and what they doing is right. And, you know what I'm saying? So that's another issue that I have. And that's something that I still carry with me, an issue that I have with religion, but even myself, you know, I find myself mm. judging and, uh, or, or measuring a person by what I would do or, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's a big fallacy in, in religion. Mm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that I think that we understand on an unconscious level as human beings that we have pieces of God in us, that we are a piece of God. I I talk about myself now as I'm an idea of God walking around. We understand that on some deep level as human beings when we don't connect to that power, it comes out as judging the part of God that would look on his creations and understand that we're all connected and we're all the same. However, it gets distorted and it's like, well, if we're all the same, you should be like me. And that's not the case. Does that make sense? Uh And I don't like, I don't enjoy it, but I do have to check myself consistently, which kind of brings me to my next question. Like, as I became more of a seeker and I started doing stuff that was different, because uh, meditation wasn't always a popular thing. Um, <laughs> and I didn't fit into the stereotypical black girl spirituality where we get dressed up and we go to church and then we eat, and then we come home. Like, I I wasn't doing that anymore. I became weird, you know? (laughs) Uh How did you guys, and Jay, if you're stable, you absolutely can. You're always stable. Let me not use that word. If you're stationary, um, then you can always jump in, of course. Yeah, I almost am. And there's so much that I want to share in, but I have been in and out and just, I keep reconnecting. So I don't want to interrupt the flow, but y'all are teaching so much. You guys are amazing. I can't wait for you to get stationary and then talk to us about it. But how did you guys kind of integrate well how are you all walking through the world knowing that you're weird as a black woman like your other black girls your other black sisters are looking at you like girl you weird right now how did you deal with that Mm. I mean you know for me you know the interesting thing is like that's one of the things that I am glad that I'm glad that I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness because I was always on the fringes Mm -hmm. you know like so Jehovah's Witnesses is technically Christianity, 
you know, from a young child, I was always outside of what everyone was doing. We wasn't celebrating holidays when it came mm. to certain things. Like it'd be Christmas parties in the class and the kids would be eating cupcakes and candy and the teacher would be like, well, I don't know what to do with you, so just sit outside and give me a worksheet. Yes! <laughs> yes, so it was always, I was always on the fringes, so I was sort of used to it. Um, but the more I started to, like, uh, expand and find things that were really, like, on the fringe. I mean, Seven, you're probably guilty of introducing me to some things, like crystals and stuff. You definitely brought me into that. Uh, <laughs> um, but <laughs> really, really, you know. But, you know, I started meeting those people. And, you know, that time that we really started to know each other, that was a really expansive time for me. Same. Um, but um, I would be really close to the chest with it. I wasn't sharing it with everyone mm. because... I was just almost not ashamed of it, but I didn't, I didn't have a full understanding of it to really explain it to you mm. at that moment. You know what I'm saying? I was still sort of trying to come to grips with it. Mm. And um, so I think that's how I moved with it. I didn't really present it to people. And then when I started thinking that I knew something, then I turned into, um, I call myself a, a, a quote unquote conscious Bible thumper, you know, minus the Bible. Like I was like, <laughs> let me tell you something about you don't know nothing about the black man. Whatever it was, I was going, <laughs> I was going hard. <laughs> and, and then I started looking at myself and I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'm, I'm doing the same thing that I criticize Christianity and other religions for yeah. with this newfound sense of spirituality. Um, so now it's like, I, I just, I, 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 I sprinkle it about, you know what I'm saying? I, I try to show it more than, than tell it. Yeah. And if, I get the opportunity like this and somebody asks me about it. I speak honestly and truthfully about it, you know, and go as deep as I feel like I can't even say feel like they can handle, but go as deep as I am moved to go wherever the conversation takes me. But Fair. before I would be really protective about what I share because of, like I said, the perception and maybe not feeling like I could speak on it as completely as I wanted to. Fair. I definitely understand that. Um, I'm going through that lack of language terminology thing when it comes to explaining diversity and equity and inclusion and the black girl struggle. Um, as you guys know, I, I live out here in Washington and I work in a place called, well, I won't say that where I work. That's a little too personal. Uh, <laughs> that's a little too close to home. But yeah, I, I work in a therapist's office, a therapist's clinic and they work with kids who have speech impediments, autism, all of this stuff. And most of the folks that are there are white and they're women. And having to deal con consistently with the savior complex that they have, where they are trying to like speak for me or save me or do, do these things that makes them feel like they're like a part of the solution when you're still asking if you could put your hands in my hair. Like, like it's, it's, it's hard to explain to you why this is horrible other than me wanting to just come out of my rage and tell you where the fuck to go. And I'm at work, so I can't do that. Um, so even speaking on that, speaking on the rage that you may have had, for me, I'll talk about me. When I started looking into my religion 
and realizing like, oh, the story of Jesus has been told three million times before it got to the Bible. It just didn't have Jesus in his, it, it just didn't have Jesus in it. Like it had all these other historical Isis and like Horace, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, this story has been told and y'all just re-gifted it and put it in the Bible. Like that's really fucked up. And it would have me have a lot of rage. Um, and on top of that, we got these abortion laws out here doing some crazy shit in the politics. How are y'all taking your spirituality and putting it to deal with your rage as a black woman in this society? How are you guys like connecting those two? Um, I mean, I, I, it's a, every day is, uh, it's work. It takes work and effort every day. Um, like you said, like my initial thing, because I was really still trying to hold on to the religion is like, I decided I'm going to read the Bible. You know, I'm going to read it cover to cover. Yeah. And when I read it in context, it was a completely different book to me. Wasn't it? Um, yes. It's still a great book and a great story. But, you know, when they would speak about God, specifically God more than Jesus, really, which is crazy. But yeah. a lot of God attributes were human mm. and human human attributes that are shunned upon like mm. being jealous and vengeful and mm. murderous like wiping out thousands tens of thousands of people at a time for like minute things mm -hmm. you know mm. and it started to make me feel like wait a minute this is the guy this is who we fall in like these expectations are set so high for us and god in the bible isn't doing it and then you know like you said feeling like you have been lied to and, and it was just like, well, what else am I being lied to about? Yeah. So it definitely put me on guard about not even just religion, but just every institution, because religion is the foundation of most societies. Um, so it just it made me feel protected in uh, of myself and not wanting to engage as much in society, like one toe in, one toe out, you know, do as much as I could or had to do. But, you know, as far as like career and all those things, it was just like, I just didn't want to dive too deep because I just knew the deeper I would get, it would just be a tangled web of fuckery for lack of, <laughs> I can't think of a word, but yes. um, it's a so I mean, yeah. So that, that's how I sort of dealt with it. I really would uh, retract within myself. I would find myself um, just being an observer. Mm -hmm. I became more of an observer, you know, I mean, that's how I handled it. Cause I'm not really a, a, a like uh, show my rage type person necessarily unless you know usually it's more like I'm a, you know in speech or whatever but I mean I think that's sort of how I dealt with it and just to try to find more answers and understanding is what I, I did like I just tried to search and the pieces just came together realizing that nobody really knows what the fuck is going on you know they you know nobody really <laughs> understands and everybody's just trying to walk around like they know and right and I had to start trying to exhibit the traits that I, of God that I, in me, like you said, the piece of the idea of God that I am, mm -hmm. I want to exhibit those traits of being accepting, even if those that I don't agree with and, and understanding and recognize, Oh, I, I've been there. Oh, I know, you know, I recognize that person or that phase that they're going through. Yeah. And I know that me coming at them like this is not going to help. So I can just, okay, smile and nod. Go ahead. Okay. Good for you. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's sort of what I do with it. Like, I rarely, like, dig into those conversations because, you know, it's going to be a, a hole, yeah. you know, uh, a black hole of no understanding. Yeah. But 
Well, that's what I was like, but now I'm changing up. I'm starting to get willing to get back to it because and I realized. How are you doing like, that? Like, because right now, legit, not to cut you off, legit, that's where I'm at. I'm in this like isolation chamber, and I keep trying to go out. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, I went to Seattle yesterday um, to celebrate my my anniversary. Six years married. What? What? Happy I'm a married. anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> And thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, so we decided to like, all right, let's just enjoy Seattle. People travel out here to go to the city. Like, let's go and enjoy it. So we got this hotel room. And the reason why we picked it is because we wanted a hot tub inside of our room. But when we got there, <laughs> it was just a regular tub with like jets in it. <laughs> and we we're like okay this is whatever so then we go out to eat and we ended up having six oysters a basket of fries one crab one dungeon uh-huh. crab and i miss oh clam chowder and it totaled up to almost two hundred dollars and we're like Yay. what is happening like we get the cost of living is like up here but like $200 for that? Like, never, never. If we were in VA, like, we would have paid $75 at most. You know what I mean? It's $200? Yikes. And then we ended up going back to the hotel. We did some adult things, and those adult things were amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, there were windows, and it's a city. You know, there was costumes. Whatever. So, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you know, um, just trying to work on that second chakra, you know. <clears throat> anyway, so we go to sleep, and they had a crane outside our, our window at 4.30 in the morning, just going for 45 minutes, just up and down, as if it was like this loud trash truck just backing up for 45 minutes. And I'm just like, I'm trying to enjoy the city. I'm trying to be out here with these people. I'm trying to like these folks. And I can't enjoy myself. The moment I leave my house, the moment I leave my sage, (laughs) I just don't like it. And I cannot, for the life of me, as much as I'm trying to integrate myself back into society, everything is so loud. Like, everybody's anger is loud. Everybody's hurt Uh is loud. Everything (laughs) is loud. And I can't. I can't turn it down. So as you're integrating yourself back into society, Glow, like how how are you doing that? Like how are you opening up and not being so protective and close to the chest with it? Um, it's going to go back to um, the observer. Like sometimes I really am just like I'm watching Earth the movie, mm. you know, and that's how I, you know, because it's still like, and, and this might be an issue, but sometimes I feel like an alien occasionally. Ooh, and let's not get in that. Yeah, I really do, you know. Yeah. And and it's like I'm in the world, but I'm not of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I got to come down here and pay these bills. But then sometimes it's like, well, I can't get caught up in this. And I don't react to everything. And all mm-hmm. the news and all the stuff going on, I see it and I'm aware of it. But I don't always have the outrage because mm-hmm. I recognize that this is a program, you know, it's, yeah. it's something that's being run. You know, it happens all the time. Like you were just talking about all those stories of Jesus. Like that, that wasn't just happening just because they were just copying uh, what happened. But these historical figures, they come all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these things happen all the time in a cycle. And it's just like, well, this is what our cycle of it looks like. Wow. You know, yeah. I mean, that, 
that's the way I sort of like, I really am watching a movie. Like even when you come across people and it's like, oh, you, oh, you're that person. Got it. Oh, you're, you're the joker in the story. Oh, you're the villain. You know, and even in the villain, even the villain has an origin story. Absolutely. And, mm. and that's, that's what my, like, I'm a fake psychoanalyst with everything. So that's what helps me integrate it because as opposed to getting caught up on the, the what, when I see crazy stuff, I'll be like, well, why? Mm. You know, how did you get here? You know, even whatever the situation, whether it be a situation or an individual, like, it's like I'm always being a student of, or you know, of this of this movie of life and analyzing it for my final thesis. Mm. <laughs> so I, I mean, that's that's how I've sort of integrated myself back. You know, it's still times you know that I have that I, I'm like, oh man, I can't. I don't even have anybody to talk to about these emotions that I'm having that are not earthly all the time. Right. You know, and it feels. Uh, isolating mm. and lonely but at the same time it also feels like I recognize that there is a purpose sometimes I'm not clear I'm here for a reason you know um, and if, if it is just to do the observation and report you know re- report what I learned then though know, that's that's what it is but I know that as as disconnected as I feel from the whole that I still am a part of it you know Absolutely. I'm still up so that's that's my that's what I do or try to do. I hear you. That's beautiful. Yeah. You definitely gave me something practical to, to, to look into. Cause I do believe um, in the course of miracles, they talk about how when Adam fell asleep, you know, when God put Adam to sleep, mm-hmm. nowhere in Genesis does it say they woke Adam up. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. So from not only that area, but the, the Gnostic, because I've been reading a lot about Gnosticism and this sect of Christianity that they said was heretics, you know? I've been reading a lot of it and they feel the same way. It's like, this is all a hallucination. <laughs> all of this. These are just holograms that are just walking around. The only reality that exists is spirit. And for me to get caught up in what you're saying like I'm I'm solely caught up in the what and not the why like you're saying I'm just like what the fuck like seriously I probably say that <laughs> literally 10 times a day like what the entire fuck man like what is this what the hell what the hell um but I'm probably really like explaining this this hologram of hell like what is this i don't understand like what the what is this what the fuck man um but if i go into the why and go into behind the scenes go into the spiritual aspect of it which is the only thing that's real um i i would be able to maneuver a little bit so that was a really good nugget thanks glow i really appreciate that man thank you oh that was good jay you still okay I am, and I'm I'm not moving anymore. Hey! Um, so have I you know you have things to say. <laughs> have you been able to hear me for a while? Um, we haven't heard anything but some mmms and yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> um, so I don't even know where to start now. Well, tell us back, go back to your spiritual, first spiritual uh, moment. Tell us about that again and how you became a seeker. 
what's that what's that journey like for you okay so I mean compared to you guys I feel very young in my journey still like I have so much to learn but um so I was saying and my first spiritual experience I believe was when I was um nine years old and I walked up to get baptized Mm -hmm. and um I, you know, I felt from the spirit, like, come. And I was thinking, okay, I'm with my parents. Am I allowed to just go up there? Like, are they going to get mad? And I felt like I had that higher authority for the first time. Mm. And I, um, I don't associate so much with Christianity anymore just because of, um, just because of what, how it is said to, you know, how we're said to um, be supposed to practice it, you know. But I mean, I very much like Flo said, you know, um, just all of the. My mind is just very open to religion now, um, mm. so I don't have any answers. Um, but, you know, a story like Jesus or um, like Glow pointed out, it's the same, I mean, like you and Glow pointed out, it's the same story. People believe that they are reincarnation, you know? Mm. So there's so many beliefs out here, um, but that is a story that I, I vibe with completely. I mean, being there for the sick, the poor, and the captives, like any age, any time, you see that they're still being preyed upon and they're still, you know, in a need for protection. Like, you know, they are. I know, right? Yeah, so close. So close. It was a good run. Jay? Yes. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I was wondering, like. <laughs> I could hear you guys, and you're like, oh, so close. I'm like, what? Joe and Jay, you said that. Where were you? <laughs> Fuck. Um, okay, so um, what about the, like, I was talking about the sick and the captives and the poor. Yep, we heard that. Uh, so I was saying, like, in any age and in any time, like, if I can get you in one of those categories, I can make you a slave. I can prey upon you. Mm. Those people is such a spiritual journey and such a divine journey. Like, I vibe with it in all ways. And um, one time I saw someone on Facebook say, where in the Bible did Jesus tell people to worship him? And I was like, word, yes, (laughs) word, you know, like follow, yes, worship, no, you know, right. (laughs) Um, just all of these things just really opens your mind, you know. Um, and I was saying earlier, like church, like going to church, started to become become such an offensive journey for me. Um, for the same reasons you said, like people being very adamant about this and that. And people are so afraid and led by fear that when someone is telling them this, they, they will do anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I go to church and I see a picture of a white Jesus or anything like that, it's just like, you know, uh, any graven image. Like I'm very sensitive to images in our society. 
Um, so that one thing that the church does is just a lot of imagery um, and a lot of um, just adamants. And I've, I've seen people close to me get in these situations where they are very, being controlled by the church. And it's so, um, you know, I'm not afraid of it, but um, it's just not right. <laughs> it's just not right. Fair. Um, so what else? Oh, so yeah, basically like yoga was uh, what was able to really open my mind and say, you know, there's just so many, like it's, they say it's the science of religions. Like yoga is not a religion, but um, it helps you become stronger in, in your spirituality with all religions and to respect all religions and all sacred texts. Mm. So, um, just with that, I just have this open-mindedness um, where I'm just able to accept and experience and um, and be open to learning, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be open to learning because, you know, just get rid of that fear aspect because that is just not going to grow you. <laughs> Seriously, I'm glad you brought that up because that was another oh, reason oh. why I couldn't say that I was a Christian anymore. Because people think that I left Christianity, but I really feel like Christianity left me. And what I mean by that is that I can't, I can't jive well with the fact that I'm doing well and good in the world because I don't want to go to hell. Like, I, I don't need that intention. Like, I'm not a person that you need to control in that way. I want to do well. I want to do good. I want to be of service here on this uh, three-dimensional plane. I want to be of service. But if if you're trying to control me to do it, like you're making me do it, like it doesn't make sense. Like why beat me up when I'm already doing it? I don't get it. I don't need the fear to be motivated to do that. I want to be motivated by love and that only because that's what God is supposed to be, unconditional love. And you're trying to motivate me with fear. That doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. Doesn't make sense. So for both of you ladies, you goddesses, Hello. You here? I yes. hear you. Oh, sorry, I just wanted to comment on that real quick. But sure. like, not so much only, you know, fear of going to hell, but also this fear of death, period, that yeah. people have. Like, you don't see a benefit of strengthening yourself spiritually, like taking a fast or whatever, because, you know, or controlling your diet or anything that can, you know, deny your flesh that can strengthen your spirit. People don't see a point if it's not um, about living longer now or about, you know, just being super healthy and having powers. But um, just your experience is so much better when you take care of your spirit. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Agreed. So for for that, actually, it was a great segue into my next question. Um, your daily routine, now that you guys have gotten a bit more comfortable on the journey, not saying that you have a set journey, but now that you're a little bit more comfortable on the journey, um, what is your daily routine? What does it look like for your spirit? Mm. The upkeep of that. Um. Mine can use some work, I can admit. Um, <laughs> um, there have been times when my daily routine, my regimen was very, like I, I find myself in my spiritual and in my physical, just to be 100, I, I, I go a lot between I'm either binging or I'm purging. 
you know. So it's like I'm either binging on food and bad stuff and bad habits and drinking and you know, or or I'm like I'm doing a cleanse and I'm getting rid of all these toxins, you know. And then I get so cleansed that I feel like I'm gonna float away. You know, I feel like okay, now I'm not even grounded on this earth, and now I'm like I don't feel connected here either. Yeah. So then I have some lower chakra stuff, you know, and it's a I'm, I struggle with the balance sometimes, but um, what I do now as far as my daily routine is I definitely, you know, I wake up and I try to wake up with gratitude. I I do my shower. I want to be clean before I present. I don't know that's some r- ritual type thing, but I want to be yeah. clean before I go and I meditate and I, I do affirmations and um, it's, it's a, you know, thing that I go through every morning with, you know, just sort of going through each chakra really and acknowledging mm-hmm. um, starting with the root and going up and then, you know, I'm of the earth and I'm creative and I'm determined and I, I, I give and receive love and I, I, I listen and speak clearly and I'm intuitive and I'm connected to the most high, you know, mm-hmm. so a variation of that, you know, and then throughout the day, um, it can sort of get, you know, in the humbug of working, um, I, sometimes you can be disconnected. I, I try to write something, whether it's me writing what I dreamed about last night, which is probably my deepest spiritual connection that I have is my dreams. Wow. Um, so I write my dreams or I just write affirmations. I write intentions for myself and the people that I care about. And really throughout the day, I just find, I find like that time when I was in nature and saw God in a tree, I just see God. You know, or the most high, because I don't even think God is a good word right now. But, oh, it isn't. Um, so, I, you know, I find beauty and light in everything and joy. And I've I seen a little brother uh, taking care of his sister the other day, and it just damn near brought me to tears. You know, mm-hmm. and I was just in the train station just like, oh, my gosh, look at him taking that role and nurturing her. And, you know, just so that's how I, I just sort of try to find it in the mon- mundane. Mm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jay Word? Um, so yeah, daily is a strong word. <laughs> but um, I can say again, an ideal day. In an ideal day, I would um, yes, definitely go to that spiritual space. I mean, I do have an altar that. I- you know, building, um, but going there. And um, I like to say that meditation is the part of prayer that we neglect mm. often um, because, you know, we go there speaking, but what about the listening? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and um, yeah, just, and I, I just create a, uh, what is right in a practice for me. So I like to pray. I like to speak in tongues. Mm. Um, and I like to meditate. Mm. And that, that, that really just brings it full circle for me. And then, I mean, you know, meditation is just, you know, that attention to the breath, so that's something we can do 24-7. So mm-hmm. just as often as I can, just paying attention to that. Um, 
Jay, you still there? Yes, I am. I'm okay. still here. Okay. Where did, where did I leave off? You just cut out like two seconds ago. Okay. So yeah, basically just that attention to the breath. I guess my, my daily practice is, is healing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we ever get to a point where we're fully healed. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that attention to my breath and to my myself in all ways has just helped me to constantly heal daily. Because um, something I struggled with was like bladder anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, I would go to the doctor and they're like, oh, just take these pills every day. And y'all know that's not going to fly. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, just being able to pay attention to my breath, I'm like, not even, it was controlling my life. Like, I knew where all the best bathrooms were. I was like, stopping on the, you know, like, I couldn't go through a whole meeting at work without getting up, you know, just that air in your body just being trapped. So I think just learning to, um, yeah, be able to ground yourself, be able to connect with people, with spirit 24-7, like that's just my daily journey. That's perfect. So go ahead, Glow. You was about to say something to, about Jay's uh, breath and... Well, yeah, what I want to say about meditation, because sometimes this is something that I struggle with, like meditating as far as silencing my thoughts, you know, and being quiet, um, having my mind be quiet and able to listen. But I also noticed that for a while when I was meditating, I was almost sort of doing it like I consider prayer, Mm. um, which is that I was always I felt like I was asking for stuff, Mm. you know, even if it was like healing I was just always like asking as you know as opposed to like saying well asking well what can I give or offering mm. you know I felt like I was always asking and I need this and I need that and uh and, you know I want to be better and you know and I just had to I have and I still do it you know but I have to find time to like offer myself as well mm-hmm. or or offer back to the universe what has been given to me mm-hmm. you know um so that's something that I sort of, you know, work on when it comes to um, my meditation or whatever. It's sort of trying to offer as opposed to ask because I feel like we become like we're we're waiting for the universe to give it to us, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I remember one time I, I try to make it quick. I had a dream that. Um, that there was a dark cloud that came in my room while I was sleeping. And it felt like a lucid dream. I felt like I was up. It was like a cloud of smoke that came in my room. Yeah, yeah. And I was scared. At the time, I had a gentleman caller. And <laughs> it was, you know, I was scared. <laughs> and I sort of, I was talking in my sleep. And I was like, no, stop, get away. I was like, help us, help us, help us. But I was saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. And I could see it. And, and he was just like, are you okay? And in and, and the dream, it was like, well, who are you asking to help you? Because mm-hmm. if you are who you claim you are, you are the one that's going to save you, mm-hmm. you know? And it was so clear. And I was just like, I've been like asking all this time. And it was like, and asking and, and getting those in, and getting that help. But it was like, it was me the whole time. Yeah. You know, it, it was the part of, of the most high that exists with me that was responding to these inquiries that I have been putting out. And mm-hmm. I, and I haven't been putting anything back into myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's why I found myself being very 
accepting and forgiving of other people, but not of myself. Yeah. You know, because I was always just putting it out and not giving it back. So. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, there's, um, so the commandments of yoga, the yamas and the niyamas, um, one that spoke to me while you were speaking glow was contentment and like when we have contentment we're better able to silence our desires and we're able to you know get quiet and Mm -hmm. really receive what we're supposed to get that's beautiful that's a nugget that is a nugget gratefulness will get you there too i know for me um like you uh jay word my I have panic attacks due to the PTSD um, that happened when in 2017. Uh, there was just it was a clusterfuck of bullshit that happened all at once. And mm. literally in the fall, when the leaves start to change colors, that can be a trigger for a panic attack for me. And I love fall. I love fall. I'm a fall baby. So like I love fall. So for something that I love to now become a trigger was crazy. And this only added to my anxious thoughts that I already had, already had general anxiety disorder. And Uh people would actually prescribe meditation to me, but I'm a cerebral kind of girl. I love books, you know, I chew them up and I love them, but no one could really practically break it down for me until I started reading um, Eckhart Tolle, Eckhart Tolle, sorry, books on uh, Stillness Speaks. And mm-hmm. also KRS-One actually helped me out with meditation too. <laughs> oh, that's good. He actually was just basically saying like, you can read, like he put up a sign somewhere and I think you posted this glow. Maybe you didn't. Somebody did though. He put up the sign and he said, now read this silently to yourself. And you read it in your mind. And he was like, who's speaking? Mm. Mm-hmm. when you yeah. read that sign to yourself who is it that's speaking you heard something but it wasn't with your ears mm-hmm. you heard something but it wasn't with your ears and there was another yes. person who also said if you're if you are your thoughts then tell me what your next thought is going to be mm. if you are your thoughts then tell me what your next thought is going to be your thoughts are not you and for me the, practic- the practicality of that, when I sit down and meditate and I see the thoughts come, I realize that's not me. I'm the person that gets to decide if I want yeah. to thought. That's me. I'm the person who's just silently observing these thoughts and saying, you know what? I'll meditate on this thought. I'll think on it. But getting the space is what Eckhart Tolle talked about. Getting the space between you and your thoughts is the best way for you to meditate. So when you get in there and you start closing your eyes and you start thinking of all these thoughts, it's not to make the thoughts stop. It's actually just to separate yourself from the thoughts and say, that's not me. Right. I am so literally, this is my current assignment in life and what I'm working on. Like I am so into that whole separating the thoughts because like you said, they're not you. They are, you know, they are society. Yeah. They are your parents. Oh. They are what you learned in school. Like, and these things are ingrained in you. Like, even the judgment and mm. these, you know, you think these are bad because my mom told me it was bad, yeah. not because I ever explored it myself to know. And so, you know, when people, I sort of talk about that and people are like, bitch, you crazy. You hear shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not, you know, so I just, rec- like you said, I recognize that 
that's not my uh what um I do say you don't have to believe everything you think you right. know like mm. not yours you know like you said it's not yours so that's a great a thing for everybody and I think it's sort of people don't can't fathom that without associating it with some kind of mental you know issue but it's like we all technically have that because we have all these thoughts in us that are not ours even Absolutely. from the womb you know yes <laughs> I want to comment too guys please, please. Um, <laughs> but I mean it's just like how with like a radio we know that if we tune to this channel these waves are going to be received uh-huh. so uh-huh. basically we are receiving thoughts on our frequency from all around and uh-huh. it's being processed through our brains mm. in a way that we don't always see so mm. we're so connected to our physical um, makeup that we associate those things with ourselves because they are with us uh-huh. Um, but mm. they're passing through and we can let them mm. nice absolutely like absolutely so I, I could stay on that forever so I'm gonna try and move us because <laughs> it's so delicious <laughs> it's so yeah. good it's such soul food um, but I will say this so for me like I said I was paralyzed by these these anxious thoughts that were running through my brain so much so that the panic attacks would make me feel like I'm having a heart attack Uh, So I think uh, if we go back to black girl magic, I think a lot of our magic is being paralyzed by those thoughts and by society telling us how we should be, you know, just overwhelming us with stereotypes. And I think one of the stereotypes that we ingest that is the most toxic is to not receive, like to not to to be just the, the the worker you know what I mean like I just I'm the matriarch of my family I will cook I will clean I will kill the cow I will bring home the bacon I will make the bacon I will I will do it organically because the pigs need to be organic or we don't eat pork and we're just gonna grow out like it's too much and no one to be me included my mom is one of the most dope women who walk on the earth but she never taught me how to receive mm-hmm. never that- fucks up my I'm sorry because she just gave yes yes so it's too much so if you could through your spiritual lens how would you be able to explain how to receive as a black woman well you know see you bring a, a good thing because I too have anxiety um issues and like you said it can just come on like Sometimes there's nothing. I think that's the biggest frustration because you can't pinpoint it. Mm. Um, but I, one time that I was able to pinpoint it, sort of helped, gave me a lesson in receiving um, because I was actually at an open mic. I was at Tuesday Versus. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think I might have told you this, Jay. And this was like my first time being there since um, Lorna passed away. I say Lorna. Yeah. Um, sure. And I was really adamant, like, I don't know if I want to go back. She's not there. She was to me, like, she was it to me. Yeah. Um, and it was, a, it was a nice, it was a good turnout. The host was good. The artists were good. I enjoyed myself. But all of a sudden, I started feeling really anxious, you know. Mm. And, you know, I don't get anxious about performing. I don't, you know, I usually just go up there and be like, okay, this whatever come out. You know, that's, that's another spiritual experience we might talk about. But, <laughs> but I, I had a really crazy anxiety attack and I was sitting next to my cousin I was like yo I'm having an anxiety attack I don't know what's going on like like you said that heart attack my heart was just I couldn't get a grip of myself yeah and 
then some they started playing the music. It was just like they started playing the music and and it just was like, oh, um, oh, Lorna is here. You know, mm-hmm. and once I let my once I made that statement and received, you know, what was something was trying to be given to me, a message or idea, you know, the anxiety just went away. Yeah, like just by being a uh, having that awareness and a willing to receive, because I think a lot of times the anxiety, like you said, you're you're blocking something. Yeah. Or you're trying to inhibit or fight something. And it's like an internal battle. And I was just like, oh, you know, when I was just like, OK, and was able to receive that and just let it pass, then everything was okay after that. But I mean, I think that's um, just letting go sometimes and knowing that you are my homegirl made up my little, my new catchphrase for the summer is just glowing with the flow. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, or you're on your divine path and it's really nothing that you can do to stop you from getting to where you are supposed to be. It might be some occasional alternate routes that you end up taking and it's going to be a little bumpier, but you always going to get back on that, that course that is for you. Right. So I'm just going with the flow. That's what's up, man. What about you, Jay? So I have a question, Glow, like from what you just said, like, mm-hmm. do you believe that um, even though you stay on your path that you could, you know, possibly not make it as far in this, you know, in this particular journey or, um, you know, you're on your path, but you don't manifest your full capacity in that like does that make sense um yeah do I believe that um yeah I was just wondering I don't know it may be like a a thing that I battle with but it's like part of me cannot accept that Mm. because it'll make me be it'll make me be defeated if I didn't think that I was going to get to where it is and I don't even know where it is mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. but I just have a strong you know for lack of better word not even faith I have a strong knowing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm gonna be there mm-hmm. so I cannot I can't think that I can't but I do know that a thing that I have to remind myself is that your journey is your own you know yeah. and my path might be slower and I got to go these ways because I got to meet these people and learn something else to prepare me for the next thing it's like a video game you know it's like I have to get to the next level so that I have this power for this for this board mm-hmm. um, myself comparing myself or feeling like I'm delayed and I'm not where I thought I would be in life and I, I'm not married and I'm children you know all these things or expectations that are set forth you know by those voices um, mm-hmm. and sometimes me being critical of myself for that but at the other time I just be like you know this part of my story you know I'm going to be the one to tell them like I was this old before it happened and I didn't think it was going to happen and look at me, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I expect. Like, it's all a part of my, you know, back to your church. That's part of my testimony. And I, you know. Yeah. I'm still here. No, we still heard okay. you. Well, yeah, that's that That was it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard me over here joking, being silly. <laughs> we definitely did. <laughs> oh man so okay this will be the last question um so that we can wrap up and I have one for each one of you individually because this talks about your projects that you have posted and and gave to the world why um Miss J Word did you choose the title Away With Worlds when I think of that you know I won't go into the 
fringes of my knowledge because <laughs> it could get a little weird. But when you start talking about star seeds and indigo children and, you know, alien, you know, all, all that stuff, I won't get into that. But when I see your title, I see all of that beautiful stuff. So why did you choose Away With Worlds for your spoken word album? I made a world of you. Karen, and coming from where I've been, it made a world of difference. Plus the amount you add to is infinite. Your vast equals my adventures. I'm a poet, so they say I have a way with worlds. That is dope. Why are you so dope? Your <laughs> voice. voice is like caramel. It is audio caramel, like so soothing. I literally <laughs> tried to explain her to somebody. I said, if a healthy womb could talk. That's literally her poetry. If if a a woman's womb and it was healthy could just talk to the world for a little bit, that's all of her shit. That's all of it. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Okay, so Miss Glow, the lyricist Glow. Same question about your title. Um, When I think about water, I think about a lot. I mean, it's not only life, but it's cleansing and every, oh, it's beautiful. So anyway, why did you choose something the water gave for your, your album title? Um, I actually chose it, um, based on, it was so many different, you know, layers to it, but initially it was based on, um, a Frida Kahlo painting Mm. called what the water gave me Mm. and and I really, you know, I sort of was into Frida and follow her life. And yeah. she went through a lot of, you know, pain yeah. to create all the beauty that she created, you know, and her beauty was like dark and twisted. And, but it was just like she had to go through it to be who she was, right. you know, and, and and it was specifically focused on me living in the seven cities and being connected to it was it was in reference to my tears mm. and it was in reference to the ocean, you know what I'm saying? For me, that was my healing album, you know, and I had been through so much, you know, um, dealing with people outside of me or maybe dealing with my own reflection through them. Um, but it was just, that's what it was about. What, what I gave, like what I learned from the tears, what I learned from going to the beach in the ocean and letting the waves just like you say, cleanse and purify me and, Mm. and like, putting stuff in the water. I literally would go and put stuff in the water. You know, I would put whatever ill feeling and I would let it heal me and clean it and bring back something beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I, that's, that's where it really came from as far as just like really learning and growing from this experience that I thought was like the worst thing that had happened in my life, you know, or some of the worst experiences that happened in my life in this few years span. Yeah. And, um, and, um, really like dang I can't first of all I'm strong as fuck <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah. I made it through all of that and I'm still able to laugh and smile and and joke and you know be a better version of myself than I was before it happened so um yeah that's why I chose the title wow well both of your you know pieces of art that you guys presented to the world is so um affirming to me uh, as a woman, you know, walking through this, this environment uh, where I'm trying to be in the world, but not of it, it's very difficult for me. Like I said, I'm in a space in my path right now where everything is extremely loud. Um, and listening to you 
bowl is like it's like putting um an ice pack on my womb you know what i mean it's like yes and I, I just needed to everything to just calm down and slow down for a little bit i need a refreshing you like i need that and that's what both of you guys present i feel like um both of your arts of work represent the feminist movement that we actually need instead of the one that we got <laughs> Mm. Oh yeah. man, you! I, I know we need to wrap up, but you reminded me of a question I missed that I loved um, when it. you guys were talking about like your your girlfriends and not fitting in. Yeah, yes, I was really feeling that question, and I really wanted to just shout out my girlfriends right now. Do it. I don't feel, I, I could very well feel like an alien already, but I don't, and this is a new, it's kind of a new group of friends. I've known some of them for a while, actually, but the coming together of us in this way is kind of new. Yeah. Um, but there's a group of us who are like all engineers, black women engineers that yeah. work space together. Mm. But also, I went to like Norfolk State with one of them. I went to Tuskegee with the other one. We've lived in all these different places, and we've now come together in this big group with younger girls that went to Norfolk State. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I and I, I mean, I can't believe it. <laughs> so anyway, they're all except me, church girls. Uh. Wow. And, you would think, how can I fit? How can we all fit? We're all very different. Married, right. um, married with kids, single, um, a single mother, like what? Just all different too. It's. I mean, I always dreamed of this group. Like so, like we don't all have to be the same in order to fit into this group. Like we're so different, and everybody just tries to understand and learn each other. Oh, I just you know, can't, I can't believe it. I mean, I think that that attests to, and that's the thing that we have to get by specifically overall, but really in the black community. But you know, when it comes to religion and spirituality, I I always equate it to to me, religion and spirituality is like your sex life. You know, like mm -hmm. that is a personal, private relationship that you have with the Most High. Yes. So it re it really shouldn't affect how you relate to other people. If you know, there are so many other things that we can bond and. And, you know, relate to why do what I do behind closed doors when I'm praying and meditating or worshiping, well, however you do, affect how we relate to each other. Yeah. So, you know, that's the thing that sometimes, you know, I, I know it can get into touchy conversations, but that's the thing that sometimes I think we have a dip, like, I think it's an impediment. Like, yes, I, I believe what I, I know what I know. And in my Capricorn mind, I am right all the time. <laughs> uh, but... But that don't mean you're not right to you, mm. you know. So I'm, I'm gonna let you be right over here. Just don't interrupt my my rightness, and we can bond and vibe and connect on the things that we connect on, and be a support system in the way that you know we can. Yeah. Because everybody can't support you in every way. Yeah. You know, you know, you have to go to certain people when you want to talk about yoga, and you, mm. you know, what I'm saying but when you want to talk about your engineering and your job stuff, you got to go to that. And when you need to go to your your partner and your companion to really talk about your most in-depth feelings. It's like, there's nobody who's going to understand you and relate to him, you like he does. Mm -hmm. So um, 
you know, we just have to know that too. We can't be expecting everybody to be our everythings. We know, you know, know what they can offer you and vice versa, what you can offer them. That's beautiful. I'm sorry, this is the last thing, I promise. Go ahead. I really have to, I can't leave it here. But um, one thing is, I I think that my spirituality has actually had the opposite effect where I am now able to relate to others because naturally I don't relate to others. Mm. So weird how, you know, I I feel like I can manifest this group because I was struggling with my friendship so much that I wanted something new and different. And I feel like this just came right then and it was so filling. But one thing I do with them, like, I talk to them about everything. Um, when they talk to me about their experiences, or if they, if they hear I'm chanting, they're like, uh-uh, girl, what's that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just say, well, when you're in church and you're singing a song and you're like, Jesus, 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 like, what are you doing? You're mm-hmm. chanting. So I was like, for me, it just showed me that everything is everything and it can all, it's all the same. So mm-hmm. if I can that it takes their fear away mm. yeah yeah you like look at me we're friends and i do this you know right <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. not only that but you're doing it too mm-hmm. you don't even you're just calling it by a different name yes right right or just and I... yeah just displaying it in a different way absolutely and it goes back to what i was saying earlier why it was so um, apprehensive about talking about spirituality because I never wanted people to feel like they had to wear the same shirt. It's just, uh. it's not, it's not cool to, to force people to do that. Again, back to the analogy of the plants, the tree needs something different from the, the flowers. The flowers need something different from the grass. The grass needs something different from the soil, but uh. they all need sunlight. You know what I'm saying? The amount of sunlight they get might be different. You know what I mean? So if I suggest meditation and and in general, that's like sunlight. Now, how much Uh you need compared to how much I need may be different. Maybe you don't need sunlight at all. Maybe you need some filtered sunlight. Maybe you're at, you grow at the bottom and you don't need that much. You know what I mean? Maybe you just need a little bit of water. You're a succulent. And like I literally overwatered my lavender plant and it died. Mm-hmm. Oh my and gosh. Can I smell cilantro right now? My cilantro is growing, y'all. I, was That's so- I, I never have had a cilantro plant that lasted for a season. And this is <laughs> thriving. Like, it's looking like the best. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I think, and I started um, dealing with plants because I needed more grounding. I was doing too much uh, in my higher chakras, so I was like, "Well, I need to start dealing with some soil." But in that, I understood, like, "Oh no! Like, if I overwater this lavender plant, it will die." And all I'm doing is giving it something that I think is good. How can I give you too much of a good thing? But that's what spirituality is. Like me, I don't want to overwater people. I don't. Yeah. Because you may not that's need that. as much water as I need. You may need a lot less. You might need a lot more. That's not for me to judge and dictate to you. But I can tell you different regiments of people and what they're doing. 
And maybe you can take and pick and choose what's good for you. Try it out. And if it's great, great, go for it. But if it's yeah. not good, throw that shit to the side. Like it's, there's no healthy regimen. And what I'll go back to this and then we can close. But like, the reason why I call myself agnostic is not because I don't know what's good for me. I don't know what's good for you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Agnostic literally tra- translates into, I don't know. And I, and I don't, I don't know what's good for you. I can only tell you about my journey and my path and you can pick and choose what you think is best for you. But if it's not good for you, it's okay. Because I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. I'm going to continue to seek and learn. So I appreciate this conversation, this goddess talk that we had. I so appreciate you spilling your tea here on seven. I really do (laughs) that. You guys were really, (laughs) that you were really vulnerable and you talked about something that is as as intimate as glow described it, their spirituality. I hope to have y'all back because there's so much more that we got to talk about. Uh, So we're going to have to make a date and and finish it out. If y'all cool with that. Oh, this was so fun. That makes me so happy. I, I do want to just say that I, I'm just, you know, I was excited to do the conversation with you in general seven, you know what I'm saying? Like I, you have a special place in my heart. I truly love y'all and um, miss you and you're such a unique person. And I, I, I really admire and respect your ability to just be so raw with it and just be you unapologetically, no matter where you are in your journey. It's just like, this is what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And with Jay, it's just like, ever since the first time I met her, you have always just even been supportive, even before we like knew each other like that. Like you always been so supportive and come through. And like, the more I get to know you, it's just like, you are quickly becoming one of my favorite people. Like mm. I talk about mm. all the time. Like you're such a dope person, like mm. outside of just your regular stuff. Like, so I was so excited to just converse with you, you ladies. So I, it, it was everything I thought it would be. Yes. Oh my gosh, y'all. Thanks. Too yes. much. Thank Too you. much. Thank you. Hello. Oh. Oh, I can go on forever. So let me go ahead and close y'all. <laughs> so I'm like, I have so much more to say now that you said that. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. I can't even, because I'm going to just cry. So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the divine feminine y'all brought to my episode today. Uh, I appreciate the people who came in and checked in. Please go check out What the Water Gave. It's on all streaming platforms. Please check out Away With Worlds. You can buy it on any place that you buy albums. And you are going to be thoroughly happy that you did. Again, if, if, if we had the feminist movement we wanted, it would be in these albums. So check it out. And I love you both. Thank you so much. Me too. All right. Namaste, bitches. Peace.